0: Welcome back to Real Talk with Chuck and Pam. I almost said Real Chalk with Chuck and Pam. <laughs> Do you know what mm. it's called? It's mm. called a Spoonerism. A what about It's called a Spoonerism. When you flip-flop some letters like that, it's called a Spoonerism. spoonerism. Yeah, there you go. Wow.
1: Oh, I thought that was the skill that you... I, I thought Spoonerism was when you played the spoons, like on like, like an old bluegrass song.
0: That's uh, Spooneronica. <laughs> You're making that up. <laughs> I am so making that up. No, but I like that. Spoon Aronica, that's good. Yeah, it's kind of like a combination between a spoon
1: and a harmonica. Harmonica, spoon Aronica. See? Oh, that was good. I like that. <laughs> I'm gonna steal that. Thank you. Go right Ooh. ahead. All right.
0: <laughs> so uh, hey, we've we've we're we're a little behind. We skipped a week. That's thanks to me and my crazy schedule. Um, do we want to catch up on anything? Is anything worth catching up on from last week?
1: You know, I, I was surprised, and I think you were surprised too. Uh, by the equalizer three (laughs) Uh, you know and I think a lot of the surprise for me was that uh, they did not screen this for us in advance Uh, you know studios tend to give us access to films a week a few days in advance before they come out so we can get our reviews in on the day they open and let you know they didn't do that and that's usually you know a bad sign the kiss of death this is they know they got a stinker right And, and I went in and I was like wow this is actually pretty good, um, you know. It's it's a it's a lot of the same, but then again, it's not. Um, uh, the Denzel Washington character, uh, he's in Italy. We don't don't know why he's in Italy, causing all sorts of mayhem at the beginning. And the, and I think we uh, that first scene is a little too much for me. I'm glad uh, it was too
0: much for you because it was way too much for me.
1: Well, the whole gun in the eye socket thing oh. was a bit over the top. <laughs> I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so at that point, I was like, yeah, this is going to stink. This is really going to stink. But as he's getting away, he is shot in the back, wounded, and um, is found at the roadside bleeding out. And he is taken to a... um, small village nearby where a kindly old doctor i guess kindly old doctors still live in italian villages i'm not sure i've never been to italy uh patches up robert and it takes him a while to heal and as he's healing he's walking around the village and he gets to know people and he starts to really like this place he likes the people and they accept him uh and wouldn't you know it of course there's a bunch of gangsters running around they want to take over the town build a casino, uh, people won't sell their houses to them, they strong-arm them, uh, you know, and they're not subtle at all. I mean, when you take a guy who's in a wheelchair, wrap a cord around his neck and wheel him out a third-story window, you're not being subtle about what's going on. Uh, This gets Robert's attention, and he, of course, decides to take out the gangster's bloop, end of story. Again, story-wise, there's nothing going on here, but uh, there's nothing new, but it seems as though there's a character study Emerging as we're going on, this movie takes its time. uh You know, we don't get action back to back to back. No, you know, there are a lot of great scenes with him interacting with these people, forming this connection. Him, th- I, I can't remember an action scene in which we saw a long uh, an action movie where we see a long scene of our hero struggling to walk up steps with a cane.
0: Right. You know. You, you but, know. I'm going to stop you for one second. I have so much to to add and and. There, with him in his rehab, it wasn't like Rocky moments. Like
1: no, I'm
0: so strong. Look at me go. It was like no. I, I mean, I just had my knee replacement. I felt for what he was doing. Yeah, he, he struggled. struggling. You know, he yeah. was. It was really cool to to watch the reality of a character like that in his r- recovery. I loved that.
1: Yeah, he he's human here, and I think this scare is the thing that makes him stop and take stock of his life. And, and say, wait a second, I got to stop this. I got to find a place to settle down. Uh, and even the action was old school. It wasn't this frantic cutting where you couldn't, you know, see what was going on. The director actually slows down places the camera. You can see what's happening. It didn't give me a headache. I could follow it. Um, so, yeah, I was really genuinely surprised by this movie.
0: The other thing they didn't have is a bunch of car chases.
1: no. No. I
0: loved that they didn't have a bunch of car chases.
1: This it was very, It was very contained
0: right. and And I think you you nailed it by saying it's a character study, you know, Denzel's character grows and and he has gotten to a point in his life and I think you know those of us at this stage in our life we are looking to what really makes us happy what Mm -hmm. is the meaning of life how what is a personal connection with someone how important is that and he's he's going through this struggle to become The person that he really wants to become. And yes, the relationships that he develops in this small town are just absolutely beautiful. The violence is over the top. But like you said, it's not back to back to back. And, you know, the characters are so evil and so horrible. You kind of don't mind. (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah. They get their comeuppance, as you would say. Yeah. Um, So I was, I left there thinking, this is, that was a really good movie. I, as long as you know that the there is a lot of really graphic violence, I think you're going to enjoy it.
1: But, but you know, that's why we go to these movies. I mean, this this is a star vehicle. I mean, we go to see Denzel do his thing.
0: Right, and he does.
1: <laughs> and we get those moments, which is what you want. <laughs> yeah. And then you get the unexpected moments of, oh, wow, there, there is some, some context. There is some depth to this thing. Do you remember, there was a movie George Clooney made years ago called The American.
0: Yes, yes. Th-
1: this reminded me of that yeah. a lot, too.
0: Right. Because yeah.
1: he's an assassin. He's in a small Italian village. He, it goes through a lot of the same beats. And a lot of people overlook that film. And that one's good, too.
0: That one is. That one is. Um, you know, one of the things, talking about the violence in this movie, in the initial scene, and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who's who's wanting to go see it, um, there's a an, an axe in somebody's head, right? Like... <laughs> Okay. That was pretty gruesome. And they just, they really honed in on that. They focused on that for several seconds. And I thought, that's just saying thank you to the special effects and makeup people who are in the audience saying, yeah, I did that. That's my uh-huh.
1: work. <laughs> you know? That's a good point. That is a good point.
0: Um, And that uh-huh. took me out of the violence, which I appreciated because I don't do well with tons of violence. So taking me out of that to say, oh, cool makeup there! Oh, look at how it oozes out that way. Mm-hmm. That helped, especially before we saw the gunshot to the eyeball.
1: Yeah, no thank <laughs> you.
0: No, thank, no you. thank
1: you. You know it's early while we're doing this. Uh, I haven't had breakfast. Uh-oh. Uh oh. But I remember my father, whenever we had it in the house, would eat cake for breakfast. No way. Way way. So I got a I got a hankering for a piece of cake.
0: And that would be because there is this amazing and surprising new film called Sitting in Bars with Cake.
1: Who surprises this week. Who'd have thunk it?
0: I know, right? Kind of crazy. You know, when I first saw it, especially the first like 10 or 15 minutes of this movie, we've got um, two characters, uh, Corinne and Jane. Um, bear with me here while I pull up my notes because I have zero memory for people's names. Um, Jane is played by Yara Shahidi. Yara Shahidi, mm-hmm. and Corinne is played by Odessa Ozayan. Have you ever heard of either of these two women?
1: I did not, but I will look them both up because they both impressed me in this film.
0: This is this is a story about Audrey Schulman's actual life. She wrote and directed this movie. And it's about two 20 20-somethings living in Hollywood as they go to these iconic places. Did you notice in the very first scene, that's oh. where we went to the, the pool for the- Yeah, Robert the hotel, Ro- Roosevelt
1: Hotel. Yes, yeah. yes.
0: That yeah, was pretty yeah. cool.
1: Throughout the whole movie, I was saying, we've been there. Right. Well, we've been there. I know where that's at. Yeah, yeah. So they kept the budget low by shooting locally, but it was cool to see.
0: It was absolutely cool to see. So if you know Hollywood at all, you're going to mm-hmm. have a lot of fun walking down memory lane with this. So these two girls are, you know, wanting to pick up guys. And so we find out that Jane is an amazing baker. And she brings a cake to celebrate Corinne's birthday. And boy, everyone's just like devouring it. And she's talking about the ingredients she loves to bake. But she's told her parents that she's actually studying for the LSAT. Her parents are both uh, lawyers, and she's supposed to follow in their footsteps, but she doesn't want to. And she hasn't broken that news to them yet. So the two are partying and Jane is coming out of her shell. That's what Corinne's goal was, is to have Jane come out of her shell and meet a guy. And then all of a sudden we see that Corinne's really suffering some from some pretty brutal headaches. And we then find out that they're not just headaches, they're indicative of something much, much more severe. Um, and this man alive, I tell you, it, it it really takes this sharp left turn, you know. It really threw me. I'm like, whoa! This isn't a superficial twenty something mm-hmm. rom com kind of movie. This is a really serious, dramatically poignant movie about friendship when somebody has to deal with with a life threatening illness. Um, and they, they both grow, they both change. They both have their own stories to tell within this movie. And yet we, we are laughing during parts of it as well. Um, Shulman really does a good job of balancing out the script and her characters are well-formed. We have Ron Livingston and can you remember the woman who plays the, the mom, um, Martha (coughs) Kelly plays Martha Kelly. Very good. Yes. And, um, they are hilarious she's Martha's character of Ruth is very measured um and she has this it's kind like of like a Harry Potter or something she's got this magic carpet bag that she pulls anything and everything out of that her husband Mr. Fix-It might need um and yes there is an analogy there mom and dad can't always fix everything the way that we want to Oh, I get, I get choked up and teary-eyed thinking about this story that just blew me away with, it was just a focus of love and friendship and, and the meaning of life. And I really enjoyed it. And it's streaming on Amazon so everybody can see sitting in bars of cake. Don't judge it for the first 20 minutes because mm-hmm. it's amazing. I mean, it's fun during that time too, but it's it's very superficial in the beginning.
1: This is really tricky stuff. You know, this is tricky stuff, balancing those two tones. And they pull it off, this director. And it, it surprised me this is a first-time director. Because like right? I say, this is tricky. And for her to pull this off, it's never maudlin. It's never, <laughs> you know, there's never the swelling music to tell you how you're supposed to feel.
0: Bingo. It,
1: it it just is is very genuine and very, and, and I love the whole thing you know, she's, the character complains about headaches, but they're like, oh, I'm hungover, oh, I'm hungover, or I gotta, right. you know, it, it, you, they plant those seeds, so it's not a complete surprise, Right. but it, it, it's handled just so well. Yeah, I, I was ready to write this one off real quick, but uh, boy, uh, yeah, this one blew, this one really, again, a pleasant surprise, and I I would definitely recommend it as well. And then, okay. you know, this is one of the reasons why we do this job. I mean, nine times out of 10, within the first 10, 15 minutes of the movies we watch, we know what's going to happen.
0: Right, and right. We,
1: we know. Uh, so so these curveballs, quite welcome.
0: Yeah, quite very welcome. good. I'm glad that we both agreed on this one. I know neither one of us was very excited about seeing it. And um, neither one of us were available to interview um, Shulman when she came into town, unfortunately. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I am remiss for not being able to do that. But- Thank you, Ms. Shulman, for creating
1: yeah. us. So we got two horror shows, two horror movies of a very different sort. I'm going to go first. I saw The Nun too. Uh, this is part of the Conjuring universe, uh, which uh, spins out of those Patrick Wilson. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, yeah. The, the Nun, when you go with those shots that they have in their house of all the artifacts from the cases, there's a painting of the Nun there. Oh, and that's okay. one of the cases that they investigated.
0: Cool uh, because,
1: detail. Yeah, because there's a third episode to this, which we won't get to. But, uh, you know, I went back and watched the first Nun the other night. And I was as I was watching this, I was like, have I seen this? I'm sure I saw it. <laughs> I must have seen this. And that proves just how forgettable the whole yeah. thing was. Uh, this one is a little bit better. It takes up, uh, it picks up about four years later. We're still in Europe. The demon that they thought they got a hold of? No, no. Because those demons, I hear they're slippery. They kind of, you know, you think you got them in the demon trap. And somehow or another, they chew off their demon leg and they escape. I don't know what happens. (laughs) These demons, they're damn tenacious, I got to tell you. Uh, Well, so this one's terrorizing folks uh, and and having just a great time. Uh, And once they have, talk about an opening scene. There's an opening scene here, Pam, you would have loved. There's a priest that goes up in flames while being crucified yeah yeah it starts off just like that i'm like oh boy we're, we are off and running here movie takes way too much time though to to get to where it's going this thing's now in 15 50 minutes should be about 90 um i luck i love tasa farmiga you know she's back as sister irene she was in the first one she i think is going to, if they do a third one i think she'll be like the demon hunter it's like the Vatican is calling her in whenever they got problems with demons. Demon and, hunter. Demon hunter, you know. And she looks the part, of course. I mean, you could do some really cool things. Her, yeah, If that woman is five foot two, you know, I, I would be stunned. Walking I, around in her habit and everything, you know. <laughs> I mean, it, it just, you know, the, the visual disparity of it would be a lot of fun to do. Uh, I love the ending. The ending where they tie it all together and you realize why the demon's there. The past of a couple of characters we didn't realize is like oh that's really really clever. Okay. But it it just takes too long. It just too takes too long to get there, uh, and I'm gonna just do my bad joke. As far as your time is concerned, I would give it none. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> <But I'm
0: dumb. laughs> so
1: you saw you saw a horror movie of a different sort though, and the I name did. of it is
0: it, it, My Big Fat Greek Wedding Three.
1: Oh, that must be horrible in many ways. <laughs>
0: It really was. It was a tragedy, a Greek tragedy. And I, I texted you when I was done. This is- You were texting longest... me while you were watching it. I was. This is the longest, shortest running movie I've ever seen. Oh my goodness. How many times can I possibly check my watch? This picks up, this is the third part of the, the um, yeah. wedding. and you know, interestingly, Greek tragedies typically are trilogies. So let's hope hmm. and pray that this is the end of my big fat Greek wedding series. Thank goodness, um, hopefully. <laughs> you can hope.
1: <laughs> she's getting choked up. Pam's getting I am. choked up I This she's such a traumatic experience.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nia Vardalos um, is the writer and director of this, and she also is our main character of Tula, who's married to Ian, played by John Corbett, who I love. I love. John Corbett. They, um, well, Tula's mom and dad, um, her dad has passed away and her mom is in a nursing home with dementia. After her dad has passed away, she had promised him that she would deliver his childhood journal to his childhood friends back in Greece. So they all board a plane and they go back to the homeland. Um, wow. This is, you know, when you said the um, Sitting in Bars of Cake didn't use music to punctuate how you're supposed to feel. They made sure in this movie that they had enough music to feel something because there was nothing else going on. Because I, I knew how I felt. I wish I had a couple drinks. <laughs> I felt like I needed a little alcohol in order to enjoy this one. I don't even think that would have helped. Um, this was so contrived, so over the top. The writing was so poor. The directing was atrocious. And the acting was cardboard. It was awful. It was awful. Every single character. Um, Elena Campouris plays Paris, their daughter, ja, uh, uh, Ian and Tula's daughter. Wow. I could just see her. She's standing the thing. Oh, how should I look pretty? Oh, I'm supposed to purse my lips now. So let me purse my lips while I'm watching what's going on. Oh my God. It was, it, it was almost unbearable. And I love Andrea Martin, who plays Aunt Vula. And even she didn't add anything to this movie. Um, I skipped this movie. I don't even want to spend any more time in this, because this is really tragic that I went and watched this movie for an hour and 30 minutes that felt like five hours. It's awful. So uh,
1: am I to assume then that because dad is dead, we get no Windex jokes in this one?
0: No, no, we don't. We Thank there God. are some funny. Le- you know, the first one I really enjoyed the first one. You know, every word can be you know traced back to its Greek roots, and they do pull that joke quite a few times, and they make fun of the fact that they pull that joke quite a few times, which I enjoyed. There were a couple of chuckle moments, but that was about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, I had a, that. That the first one was just such a runaway surprise hit, uh, and, and like you say, it's okay, but it's nothing special, and. I, I, had a, I, I had a friend who had a theory as to why that was such a hit, and he said because it was post-9-11. It wasn't that far from 9-11, and people just wanted something like, you know, a, a, a meatloaf meal, a comfort food type movie. Right,
0: right. And right.
1: He, his theory was that's why everyone made that such a runaway success. You just needed that, the security of something that you knew. And that was as good of a theory as I ever heard about why that thing was, you know, as successful as it was.
0: Very good. Um, anything else that you have seen?
1: Uh, I'm sure there has been, but obviously there was nothing there that's just jumping out at me. What about you?
0: Um, I've been. I started watching Suits on Netflix because everyone was raving about it, and this is. Are
1: you? You are not a lemming. That surprises me.
0: I'm not. I I know. Well, you know, what? you know what I do like to do is I do like to uh, work out to something. So if I can watch something as I'm on the stairmaster and I can be entertained, then I'm going to stay on the stairmaster another five or ten minutes, which is good for me. Um, so I always look for some kind of nonsense to watch while I'm I'm working out. And this is this has hooked me. The the first man. The first the pilot i think it's a two-part pilot the first part of that it was so stiff and so difficult to watch i almost didn't continue to watch it but i kept listening to everybody saying oh i'm watching suits it would be into suits is crazy Blah blah. so i thought okay i'll give it a try and now i'm hooked i really like yeah. the characters i like megan markle i like seeing her in that it's kind of cool to see that she was in this series um it's a lot of fun it's it's fluff it's ridiculous i i wanted to have my son who is a lawyer watch it and then I thought, no, he'll think this everything is atrocious because they really don't follow any real law. Um so yeah, I'm having fun with that.
1: It, it's funny, my 18 year old son is watching it too.
0: Is he? It? It like, like... Yeah, I'm like, why are you watching this? I said, this this show
1: is old. And he says, I don't know, it popped up, so I gave it a try. Like, okay, okay. Fine. Yeah, and I, and I fine. think
0: it's the the whole it's on Netflix, you can stream it on Netflix. I don't know where it came from prior to Netflix. I
1: think it, I think it was on USA when it was first running.
0: Okay, well that probably is a problem right there. Um, I don't think a lot of people watch USA, Did they watch? I don't
1: think it exists anymore.
0: I don't think it does either. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that Netflix picked it up and I am sure that, you know, I clicked on it because it was in one of my bars that they put up there, recommended for me. And I'm sure that that is a marketing thing that they do, you know, more power to them to be able to to know how to work the system and and get people to watch something. So you put it in, you know, 10 million homes and you probably have about a one in 10 chance that people are going to watch it. So you got a million people watching it. Word of mouth, critics start seeing it. I mean, this was a topic of a pop culture, happy hour podcast. So, I mean, it's, it's out there. People are watching it. Critics are watching it. And I, I am a lemming on this one. I'm in a little, I'm the sheep that's following along mm. and jumping off the cliff and I'm enjoying it.
1: Good. As long <laughs> as you enjoy the trip on the way down, that's all that matters.
0: Hey, have you, are you caught uh, up on only murders in the building?
1: I am. And I was just going to mention that because you mentioned Andrea Martin from the uh, big fat Greek. Um, yeah enjoying it i don't think it's as good as the first two seasons uh i think we're padding there are a couple episodes where now we got to move here this has got it you got to throw this out so it's I, I think the most interesting thing about this season though is that martin short and steve martin have basically switched roles martin short was the fool the first two seasons uh, okay. now he's not he's the guy who's more in charge and the more smart now the steve martin character is the fool so they've switched that dynamic, which is kind of interesting. Okay. Uh, I think I know where this is headed. I could be wrong. But I mean, it's good. Still, you know, watching these three, Martin, uh, you know, Short and Gomez, they're great. I mean, they're great. So that's the whole key, I think, to the sec- success of this show is is just watching them. So it's good, but it's not, you know, great like I thought the other two seasons were.
0: Okay, I've, I'm enjoying this. And I think season two was really good. I think season one struggled a little bit. I kind of compare this to Ted Lasso. You know, they mm-hmm. they do the, the the filler stuff. I totally agree with you there. There's mm-hmm. a little bit too much fluff. And does that, is that because they need to draw it out a little bit and they need to have it last, you know, 10 episodes and they need to put the fillers in there? I don't know. Um, I like seeing Selena Gomez have a little bit more oomph and a little bit more emotion and I didn't see that in the first two seasons. She was You're pretty right. flatlined. And I like seeing her. She gets pissed off with one of the, I don't remember, mm-hmm. I think she gets pissed off at both of them and both she of them. yells at yeah. them. And yeah. she's actually got emotion and she's got range in her voice. And I know she's a singer, but speaking, she does she's pretty flat. She's she doesn't, she's pretty monotone. And I don't see that this this season. And I like seeing her with a little more emotion
1: i agree i agree i think they've done more with her character this time out so so yeah 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 I, I would recommend it but you know i think we've we've gone down a little bit yep
0: so all right i think that's that's it for real talk with chuck and pam we appreciate you guys listening and tuning in you got something to say there chuck
1: i was just gonna say i think we've got a potentially big week next week there's three that are on my radar uh, uh, haunting in venice right the latest Hercule uh movie <laughs> Notice how I pronounce that correctly. I do. Uh, Love at First Sight, which is on Netflix with one of our favorites, Haley uh, Lou Richardson. And then a movie uh, called A Million Miles Away, which I think is on Amazon uh, with, uh, in my mind, oh, Michael Pena, who we like. So right. those three next week, I have high hopes for all of them.
0: I do too, actually. I'm kind of excited. I've seen one already. I'm looking forward to, I've got a link for another, and I'll see the other one in the theater. Yep. Sounds good. Awesome. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Please share. We appreciate it. Please leave a comment about what you think about the movies, too. Don't, don't leave a comment about us, though. Just tell us about the movies.
1: Exactly right. <laughs> Take it easy.